magnitudes, but it's really short, so don't blink or you will miss it. Um, Matthew chapter 22 from verse 36 says this, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbour as yourself. All the prophets, all the law and all the prophets hang on these two commandments. Well, it's great to uh, be with you tonight, uh, Wollongong Bats. Great to be able to bring God's word. Thank you for your love and uh, your welcome and everything. And, uh, you know, most of those uh, men here who are married, uh, you know that the, the best part of our marriage is our wives. And honestly, I am so thankful that God has blessed me uh, with a woman that, has, that loves him uh, more than anything else and uh, has stood with me and served with me from day one uh, of our marriage. And it's such a blessing uh, to have someone to have a partner that loves God and honors God and serves God. What a privilege. And uh, we could not have, I, we, I could not have done any of this had not the Lord given me uh, a partner that is willing to be sacrificial in her life with me. So I'm very grateful for Joyce. And I'm grateful to every woman and every uh, marriage that serves the Lord. Would you pray with me as we ask the Holy Spirit to... Uh, Speak to us tonight to capture our minds, capture our heart, to do something that will echo in eternity because of his word tonight. Oh, Father, how wonderful you are. We adore you. We love you and worship you. We're thankful for every drop of blood that Jesus shed to cleanse and wash our filthiness. Lord, we are living in times that are very challenging. I pray that you would speak powerfully by your Holy Spirit. Call us back to you in ways that transform our lives. May you help us to hear. May you help us to respond. May you grip us with a holy grip, with a powerful grip that does not leave us to live for self, but live for you and only you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Tonight I want to speak to you about knowing Christ and making him known. I know that this is the logo of your church and it's the logo or purpose of our church in Lebanon. So we're very similar and I couldn't find a better purpose to live for. Now in Christ and making him known should be the most important thing in our life. It should be our greatest purpose and our highest calling. I believe 
to God, it is the most important thing for our lives. It is what He desires. It is what Jesus died for, that we as a result might know Him and make Him known. Knowing Christ and making Him known is something we ought to give our life for. Because it is God's greatest command to us. And it comes straight from the word of God that we just heard read. From the lips of Jesus. When he said the two greatest and the most important two things that we ought to be living for. Is to love God with all our heart. And to love our neighbor or others as ourselves. He says on this hangs everything. Friends, as we read that passage, to love God with all our heart means to know Him in a personal, close relationship. It is to enter into a relationship with Christ on a daily basis throughout our week, throughout our days, where we are related to Him, where we are in fellowship with Him. Just like a marriage where we are in union with this Savior who has saved us. And when we are walking in that relationship, we're saying, God, I love you. God says, you want to love me? Love me by walking in a close relationship with me. And to love others means to make him known to them. To share who Christ is with others so that they might know him. And I believe with all my heart the greatest love I can offer someone who does not know Jesus is to share him with them. For their eternity depends on it. For their very life on earth depends on it. Their meaning, their purpose, everything. Friends, without Christ, there is no life. There is no way. There is no truth. And so to know Christ and to make him known should be our number one purpose. And so tonight I want to major on the first part of knowing Christ and through it, uh, look at also how he can be made known. I want to begin by looking at uh, some of the most powerful passages in the Word of God. Starting with Jeremiah 9, 23 to 24. This is what the prophet of God says as he is inspired by God to speak. He says, thus says the Lord, Let not a wise man boast of his wisdom. Let not the mighty boast of his might. Let not the rich boast of his riches. But let him who boasts, boast in this, that he knows me, that he knows me and understands me. Friends, God spoke so powerfully through Jeremiah to the people, calling them back to know Christ. Not just to be religious and offer sacrifices, but to walk in a close relationship with the living God. And he calls them back 
because they have moved away from the very life itself. He says, do not boast about your achievements, whether it's financial, whether it's wisdom, whether it's intellectual, whether it's sports, whatever it may be, friends. Let our boasting be that we know Jesus in a close relationship, that we walk with him. That is the greatest trophy that we want to put on our shelf, that we want to take with us to eternity. You can't take any other trophy. You can't boast in anything else. And God is calling us tonight. God is calling you, I believe, to really know him. In um, one of my favorite prophets, the prophet Daniel, I love him. An amazing prophet. I named, we named our daughter Daniela after him. Daniel was an amazing prophet. He was taken into captivity in Babylon with the rest of his people as slaves there. And the king and the rulers did everything they could to, to try and cause him to compromise his faith in God, to try and cause him to leave his God. They did everything through changing their names, through food, through um, uh, power and position. They even threatened his very life and challenged him time and time again to leave his God. But Daniel never compromised or left his God. On the contrary, he made his God known to every king he served under and to every ruler. And you know the secret of Daniel? He tells us in Daniel 11.32 in the New King James, but the people who know their God will be strong and do exploits. The people who know their God, who walk with their God, who have a relationship that is real and genuine with their God, will be strong in the face of whatever comes their way. And they will make him known. They will do exploits in making him known. And friends, I believe the furnace that was heated seven times, you're going to feel it more and more in the days and months and years to come. And you better prepare yourself to be the Daniels of this age, to be those who know their God, who walk closely with their God, because that is the only way that we're going to be strong and be able to face these challenges that will test us at school, at university, in our friendships, in our relationships, in our marriages, in every sphere. And unless we know God, we will not be able to stand and we will truly not be able to make him known. And so God is calling us to know him and know him closely. In uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 2, Paul, most powerful and knowledgeable apostles of all, said this, For I determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. What have you determined to do, Paul? He said, I've determined 
to know Christ above all. My determination is to know Him and keep knowing Him. And friends, unless we determine to know Him, we're not going to know Him in that close relationship. It does take a commitment. It does take determination. Christ has paid it all that we might have it all in knowing Him and having Him. In uh, Philippians 3.8, Paul continues. He says, I count all things to be lost compared to knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. I count all things loss, and I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ. Will you be willing to count anything that gets in the way of your relationship with Jesus as loss? Are you willing to suffer the loss of a hobby, of a sport, of a friend, of a girlfriend, of a boyfriend? Are you willing to suffer any particular loss that an idol in your life that stops you from really knowing Christ and walking with Christ? Paul says, I have learned to count everything loss because he is more valuable, more worthy, more important than anything else. Jesus, our Lord, in John 10, 14, said, I'm, I'm the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. I know my own, Jesus says, and my own know me. Pretend he's saying this to you tonight. Pretend he's just now. I know my own, and my own know me. I have a relationship with them. And they have a relationship with me. Could you say that you know him? I didn't say, do you know about him? Do you know him? Do you know him? Do you have a relationship that is real with him? Not a perfect one. But do you have, have you said I do to him? I take you as my Lord and Savior in sickness and in health. In whatever situation, have you made him someone that you truly have a relationship with? Because I tell you, if we don't know him, we're in trouble. In John 15, Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you, for without me you can do nothing. Nothing that is of eternal value. Nothing that he esteems. You can achieve great things, friends, but unless it is out of relationship of abiding with Christ, abiding meaning walking with him in relationship, connected to him, Jesus died that you might be connected to the vine of life, of joy, of peace, of eternal life. And he says, unless you're connected to me, there is no life. You have nothing. Friends, Christianity is about Christ. And if we don't have Christ, we have nothing. In, Ma in uh, Mark chapter 3, Jesus went up to the mountainside and called to him those he wanted. And they came to him. He appointed 12 that they 
might be with him. He appointed followers that they might be with him, that they would get to know him, that they would walk with him, that they would follow him, that they would be in relationship with him. And it says that he might send them out to preach. It is always in the context of knowing Christ that we can make him known. When you know him, you're able to make him known effectively. Friends, and I could share so many scriptures about God calling us to know him. And I believe with all my heart that the Lord is calling with a fresh voice tonight that you might hear it. He is calling you to know him, to walk in that relationship above all. And so how? How can we grow in our relationship with God? How can we know him in a close way? I want to briefly share five things that would help us do that. Number one, in order to know him, you must receive Jesus. Submit to him as your Lord and Savior. This is the first and most important step in knowing Jesus. Without it, there is no knowing. There is no relationship. Friends, unless we surrender to him as our Lord and Savior, trusting in his death on that cross to save us from our sins and make us his own, there is no relationship. There is no marriage. Unless you say, I do to Christ as your Lord and Savior, there is no union. In uh, John uh, 1.12, Jesus, it says, as many as received Jesus, to them he gave the right to become children of God or the authority. It is only when we receive him as our Lord that we have that authority to become children of God. We have that right. We become children of God spiritually. In John 3, 3, unless we are born of his spirit, we can't see the kingdom of heaven, let alone enter it. It is, it is to... Receive, it is to believe, it is to submit, it is to make our allegiance to him above all. In uh, Matthew 7, Jesus said, many on that day of judgment, when he, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, I mean, should we not enter heaven? And I will say to them, depart from me. I never knew you. Can you hear that word? I never knew you. I never had a relationship with you. You never had a relationship with me. Depart from me. What? Awful words to hear. But the good news is that we don't have to hear those words. In John 17, 3, this is eternal life, that they might know you. It is in knowing Jesus that we have life. It is not in attending church while it's fantastic and I'm for it to the, to the hills. But don't mistake in church attendance for knowing Jesus or serving. Many, many church people will be shocked on the day of judgment when they hear Jesus say, depart from me, I never knew you. But Lord, I was baptized. But Lord, I attended church regularly. I read the Bible. I served. I did a lot of good things. But all of that is empty if we do not know the Lord. 
if we don't have a relationship where he is Lord of our life and we are in relationship with him. Friends, tonight I encourage you, if you have not done that, if you have not submitted your life to the Lord, you might be a wonderful person, honestly. You might be a, a lovely, lovely person and you believe in God. But uh, the Bible says unless we repent and we surrender our life to Christ, we will perish. It says, he who has the Son has life, and he who does not have the Son shall not see life, but God's judgment is on him. They're sobering words that we need to take seriously. And if we do, we gain everything. And I pray tonight you will do that. The second thing that will help us to uh, grow in our relationship of knowing Jesus is to obey his word and uh, Holy Spirit. I believe that the measure we walk in obedience to the Lord, his word and his spirit is the measure that we will know God. We will know him as our life, as our Lord, as our Savior, as our God, as our Redeemer, and on and on. But friends, it is in living in a relationship of obedience to the Lord that we will know him. And I believe many Christians live a mediocre, shallow life and they resist obeying the Lord in areas of their life. And so they never grow. They never get set free. They never become all that God has called them to be. God is destined all of us to do amazing or to be amazing in Him and to allow Him to do amazing things through us. But when we walk in disobedience, we restrict the work of God's Spirit in our lives and we limit our knowing of Christ. You see, when you, when you obey Him and you take steps of obedience, not perfect obedience, but steps of obedience, honest obedience, God will show Himself to you. God will reveal Himself to you. In John 14 it says, Whoever has... My commands and keeps them or obeys them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father. And I too will love them and show myself and show myself to them. What will, what will Jesus do to those who walk in obedience to him? He's going to show you his character, his will, his purpose, his promises, his heart. He will show you who he is in a very special ways. He'll reveal himself to you. He'll reveal himself as the, the saviour, the Lord, the comforter, the protector, the healer, the restorer, the, the power. He'll reveal his holiness to you. In uh, Matthew 7, 24 to 27, when it comes to obedience, Jesus says there's, um, there's the wise and there's the foolish. Always the wise is someone who believes and follows God. And the foolish is someone who does not believe in God. He says, the, the person who obeys me is a wise believer, is a believer in me, is a follower of mine. They build their life on a solid foundation. Because they obey me, they build their life on a solid foundation. And when the testings of life come, when the rain and the flood and the wind hit on that house, it did not fall, for it was founded 
on a solid rock. And friends, the times will come when your life will be hit in all kinds of directions. But if you are walking in a relationship of obedience to the Lord, be of good courage, be encouraged tonight that you are founded on a solid foundation and you will stand and you will not fall. And that's the beauty of knowing Christ and walking in obedience to Him. And not only will you stand, you'll stand in this life and you'll stand in the life to come next to Him. And you will make Him known as you shine through the storms and through the challenges. Number three, how do we know Jesus? We know Jesus through prayer. I believe as we really truly know how to talk with God, how to speak with Him daily, weekly, we will get to know Him in a very special way, in a deep way, in a close way. And our relationship with Him grows. Uh, Joyce and I, we do many marriage uh, stuff, courses, and one of the key ingredients to a healthy marriage is communication. And friends, unless we talk to the Lord, our, life will not, our walk with God will not be healthy. Unless we share our life with Him, we share our joy, we share our sorrow, we share our pain, our disappointment, we share our sinful habits, we share our lust, we share our difficulties. It is there that we develop a close relationship with the Lord. It is in crying out to Him, in pouring our heart to Him, in bringing Him to work, in the car, in the train, in the bus, at school, at university, in your relationship. When you had the laptop by yourself at night, you bring Him there, talk to Him, talk to Him about your addictions, talk to Him about your struggles, your loneliness, your singleness, your marriage problems. Friends, as we really pray, as we really talk to Him, He talks to us, He comforts us, He encourages us, we experience Him, we get to know Him. He's so real, He's so good. He yearns for us to enter into that relationship. Christ didn't die just to give us a ticket to heaven. He died to give us Himself. And many of us are interested in the ticket and not the one is life heaven without Jesus is not heaven heaven is heaven because Jesus and to have Jesus heaven begins with having Jesus and continues with having Jesus pray to him by praying the word of God take the word of God and pray it for example the Lord is my shepherd you say Lord you're my shepherd be my shepherd today. Shepherd me today. And as you see, you pray those prayers. He comes and becomes your shepherd. And you experience him as your shepherd. Pray the word of God. Pray in singing songs of worship to God. And you'll experience him and know him in a deeper way. Prayer is one of the most beautiful things we can do, friends. And yet the enemy does everything to keep you from speaking to the one who can heal and restore and make you and help you and strengthen you. I want to call us. God is calling us 
to really talk to him like we've never done before and know him that way. Number four, you can know Jesus by fellowshipping with other believers. We can know Jesus in a deeper way by fellowshipping with other godly believers. Someone said, I would never have known the love of God had I not experienced the love of other Christians. I believe when we fellowship with each other in a deeper way. Let's say, uh, I was saying this morning, if I have lunch with Pastor Rod and I'm discouraged and he encourages me, I experience Jesus through him encouraging me. I experience the encouragement of Jesus, Jesus the encourager through my brother. I can experience Jesus the counselor through my brother or sister who counsels me, who corrects me, who rebukes me, who comforts me. And friends, we need each other. And God created us for community. And yet our flesh, our pride wants to be independent, does not want anyone to be close so that you do not see me for who I am. And we've put fig leaves like Adam and Eve did in the garden and we hide from God and from one another. And God is saying, enough of those fig leaves. I've covered you with my blood. Be real, be genuine, get in community. Let me tell you, you will not survive the months and years to come without community, without that kind of connection and real genuine community. To come on a Sunday night service is not an option. It is life. It is what it means to follow Christ. To come and worship together with his people and connect and know Christ deeper through one another. Show Christ to one another. Speak Christ to one another. Comfort, encourage one another. There's about 50 one another. Every time you do those one another, it is Christ. Getting, you're getting to know Christ in the other person. And you be Christ to others. Connect to a homebrew, friends. I can't encourage you enough. The book of Acts clearly teaches us the power, the importance, what it means to be in a group, connecting, praying, sharing with one another. They met daily. We can't even meet weekly. And we want to grow in God and we want to make him known when we don't value what he values. I want to encourage you with all my heart to do that because that is how we get to know Christ through one another. Finally, last point, you can know Jesus through sharing his message of salvation. Yes, I believe we can know Jesus deeper when we share, when we make him known to others. Every time you step out and talk about Christ to your friends, to your family, to your colleagues, to your neighbours, I believe as you make Christ known to them, you get to know Jesus, the Saviour. You get to know Jesus, the one who aches for the lost, who is not willing that any should perish. You get to know the heart of Jesus that breaks for the lost and the wounded and the broken and the lonely and those destined for hell. 
In Matthew 28, 19, 20, it says, All authority, Jesus said, All authority in heaven and on earth is given to me. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and I will be with you to the very end. Two things here in that passage help us to know Jesus when we make him known. Number one, he says, I give you authority. I believe when we share the gospel, there is authority and power. Even though you feel powerless at times, even though you feel weak and, and uh, ill-equipped or you feel fearful about sharing, about making Jesus known, I want to tell you that the moment you open your mouth to make him known, there is authority as you speak God's word. And that authority God has given to us. And we get to know the authority of Christ when we share him with others. We get to know his power displayed in our weakness. We get to see his wisdom come through us when we don't have wisdom. We don't know what to say and he fills our mouth. If you want to know Jesus' authority, make him known. Make him known. Share the gospel and you will know him in his authority. He will give you that authority. The other one is, he says, I promise I will be with you to the very end. I believe when we share Christ, we will experience his presence with us. Whether we feel it or not, he is with us in a very real way. The moment you open your mouth and tell others about Jesus, he says, I'm with you. I'm with you. And we get to know his presence. We get to know who he is as we share the gospel. And I want to encourage you to go on that journey of making him known. I want to encourage you to really not let fear or anxiety or the fear of man or anything stop you from making him known. Friends, that is our greatest purpose, to know Christ and make him known. If I just live for that, then I count my life in a little way worth Christ dying for. I want to live for no other purpose than to know him and to make him known. And if I do that, I say thank you, Lord, for allowing me to do what you've called me to do by your grace, by your power, by your spirit. To you be the glory, be the praise. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Tonight I want to pray for those, firstly, who have heard the Lord speak to you through his word, calling you to surrender to him tonight, to enter into a relationship with him as your Lord and Savior, so that you would not perish, but have eternal life. Tonight, if you've heard God's word, if you sense that you're convicted by it, you know God has spoken to you, don't put it off for another day when you are feeling better. When you can clean yourself up, you can never clean yourself up. Tonight, if you have never entered into a relationship with Christ, this is life. This is eternal life. That's how you know you have eternal life. is by surrendering your life to Him as your Lord and Savior and begin walking with Him and talking with Him. If that's you, I want to call you to pray tonight, to pray this prayer in your heart as a simple prayer of commitment and make it real and He will honor that in your life. Would you do that tonight? Just bow your heads with me. 
if that's you, just pray this prayer in your heart. Say, Father God, thank you that you love me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you died for me. I ask your forgiveness for my sins. I surrender to my life to you tonight. I want to be in relationship with you. I want to walk with you and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, God. If you've prayed that prayer, pray that you will experience the, the Spirit of God filling you and making you His child. May you tonight begin a journey of relationship with God like never before. I encourage you to make that known to some of the pastors or leaders. For many of us here, I want to call you to come up a level in your relationship with God. Some of you are, are have left, in a way, your first love. Some of you are just going through the motion. Some of you are in the shallow waters of relationship with God. You've allowed COVID, you've allowed circumstances to take you away. Tonight, God is calling you back to himself. He loves you. He says, settle for nothing less than a relationship with me that is real and genuine. Don't pretend anymore. Don't stay where you are. If God is talking to you tonight, I want you to commit yourself to God right now. Say, Lord, forgive me. Pray to him right now from your heart. Take a few moments. Talk to him, friends. This is real. God is here. And he's talking to you. He wants you back. Don't let the lies of Satan keep you away. We come through the blood and we stay by the blood. And we win by the blood of the Lamb, not our righteousness. And so tonight, come and depend on His blood to cleanse you and wash you and bring you back into a close relationship. But make that commitment. Say, Lord, I commit to a close relationship with you like never before. I am going to be determined by your grace. I want to count all things lost to gain you. I want to let go of some habits, of some idols. I repent, Lord God. I turn to you. Take my life and let it be consecrated, Lord, to thee. Take my mouth. Take my eyes. Take my ears. Take my life, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please stand and reflect on those incredible, powerful words as we sing, Lord, I need you, and then how great the Father's love.